0: And welcome to Moose and Squirrel, But We're Married, a podcast within a podcast. Some would call it a bonus podcast. I am Dr. Trish Brewer.
1: I'm John Brewer.
0: And we are here today to watch the television series Supernatural. This is a bonus podcast that's within our larger podcast, Up To and Including Death.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: (laughs) You make it seem like I'm forcing you to be here. Blink once if you need help.
1: Well no one can see it.
0: No one can see it, exactly. We're not filming, John. That's correct. We're, we're, we're recording.
1: Not. Yeah. I'm glad you learned you finally have learned the terms.
0: Wow, that's like needly needly needlessly mean.
1: apparently it was needly. It was a Freudian slogan. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's good. Okay, you silly goose. We're on disc two. We've made it to disc two. We're using the DVDs that I have of the first season. That's right. Not Blu-ray. DVDs of the first season. We're learning all kinds of new things because we're watching it on a big old TV with good lighting. Yeah. So we got to learn in uh, not the last episode, but an episode before, for example, that uh, someone was carving a fish in an episode, and I never noticed it before, so... (laughs) I am what you might call uh, the expert in the family.
1: Yeah, easily.
0: On this particular show, I am published on the on the subject of Supernatural uh, in a couple of places under the my maiden name, Patricia Gross. Uh, but now I'm Patricia Brewer, and I'm here with my husband, John Brewer, and we're brewing it up with Supernatural. So today we're on episode five, Bloody Mary. Before I tell you anything about this episode... What do you think is going to happen?
1: Someone's going to say Bloody Mary into a mirror and a scary thing's going to come out and try to kill people.
0: Did you ever do that as a kid? Probably. Were you ever scared of it? No. I've got this weird intrusive thought when I look at mirrors at night that I might say Bloody Mary and I'm a little afraid of it still. So, like, I don't look in the mirrors at night.
1: Wow. Do you know what happened if you said it? nothing that's correct but
0: you know what i'm not gonna find out if that's correct (laughs) yeah it'll be a mystery Uh, it's
1: fine we used to i had a friend who was afraid of the candy man we were growing up oh yeah whenever we went in the car together i would look in the rearview mirror and start going candy man
0: no so uh there's something called pascal's wager have you ever heard of it yeah and That's
1: if don't tempt fate, basically, right?
0: No. So Pascal's wager is something um, is a it's an interesting argument for believing in the Christian faith. Oh, and he's a French mathematician philosopher, and the argument it's a complex argument, but basically the idea is if you believe in God and you're wrong, and there's no heaven or hell it doesn't matter, really. It's like, okay, you just weren't able to do some fun things, but it doesn't matter because nothing exists after death. If you believe in God and you're right, you go to heaven, it's awesome. If you don't believe in God and you're right, okay, great, nothing happened. But if you don't believe in God and you're wrong, you get tortured for all eternity. So it's it's like an eternity of hell. It's really cool because he plays it, he ties it in together with his conception of mathematical infinity, which is a very fascinating um very fascinating time to be alive when you're looking at uh different types of philosophical understandings of what infinity actually is and this is when philosophy and math are pretty close together and so infinite pain and torture and sorrow is definitely the worst outcome you could ever have so the idea is you might as well believe because even if you're wrong it's not that big of a deal and it's kind of like that with me and bloody mary because if I am right and Bloody Mary exists, yeah. you know, well, it's not that I quote believe, but if I did it and Bloody Mary did exist and come rip out my eyes, then that would suck and be really scary. And I think I'd rather err on the side of caution. Yeah.
1: fine. Live have in, I have live I in that box?
0: Have I <laughs> 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 have I uh, uh, persuaded you with Pascal's arguments?
1: to well i probably wouldn't do it just because it's silly (laughs) but like it seems like a waste of time and effort
0: (laughs) oh man this is public philosophy right here you know a lot of people pay good money to listen to me talk about pascal oh well yeah
1: i've only paid with my life
0: forever and ever i'm in baby okay night forever episode five no (laughs) no you live forever bloody mary teleplay by rob Milbauer and terry hughes burton story by eric kripke back in black that expression back in black there's like an that's episode a, i think that's called an that.
1: acdc song
0: yeah it's like we're back in we're back in the car
1: okay
0: um directed by peter ellis and the original air date was october 11th 2005 hmm. do you know what you were doing on october 11th of 2005
1: taking care of a small child i'm sure
0: mm. i think what i was doing on october 11th of 2005 i think it was midterm break and i'm pretty sure my best friends emily and sarah and i were going to i think that's the the midterm break we went to north carolina and we went to a pf changs so
1: you went all the way to north carolina just to go to pf changs
0: just shut up <laughs> <laughs> no we we were going to visit their sister but um but it was a good time and we went to PF Chang's uh bloody mary oh not going to do it this has the three words B-M-B-M-B-M BM, BM is in the instruction. B-M? B-M. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a big old B-M.
0: Yeah. And it's usually in the bedroom, in the in the bathroom, you say it too, right? With the, clo- oh, the lights the off and stuff. Um, an incantation uttered during a game of truth or dare unleashes a ghoul who lives, quote, lives in mirrors and kills by gouging out the eyes of her prey. Now, this is an interesting description because it's not a ghoul and ghouls don't show up for many seasons all right but we'll go into what ghouls are in a in a few months i guess when we get to it so are you excited about this episode
1: yeah it sounds like a a play on the horror genre of you know teens doing something stupid
0: yeah we're gonna get some something i think that the the makeup artists on supernatural particularly love doing which is making bloody eyes and eyeless faces. I think this happens a lot, and I think it's because it's one of those yeah. ghoulish things. And speaking of ghoulish... It happened
1: in the last episode.
0: Yeah, the demon.
1: They had black eyes when they well, were... Er, when they take Christo.
0: Well, they... Black eyes in the last episode, but this is... Uh, bloody eyes is, yeah. is in, well, like, blood coming... Yeah, you said things with the eyes. Yeah, they do like to do stuff with the eyes. It's the window of the soul, did you know?
1: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: Yes. Okay, well, should we... Should we get to watch an... <laughs> Yay, first death.
1: Wow, we didn't get to see her. just saw blood.
0: Well, it's an exciting death.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, BM.
1: <laughs> I think she's going to be more pissed that you called her a BM.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we start on a girl slumber party. Yep. And uh, they con- some of the mean girls convince one of the girls to do a little bit of an adventure in the bathroom. Because the witch, she comes. Yeah. She. I heard she had a car accident, which I'd never heard before. This episode, any kind of background on who Bloody Mary actually is?
1: No, it was. I had heard like when I was a kid that it was an axe murderer, kind of like Lizzie Borden's.
0: Yeah, I did. I hadn't heard axe. This is a great question. So I didn't hear axe murderer, but like, like. Woman that's going to come out of the mirror to kill you?
1: See, I Definitely. heard it was an axe that would come out of the mirror and kill you. Oh, I... Like, she would show up and then throw an axe
0: through the mirror. Yeah, I didn't know enough, but I was a weird kid and knew a lot about, like, history. And so I thought it was, like, actually Bloody Mary, like, Queen Elizabeth's sister that was queen before her that killed all the um, Protestants. I thought be like,
1: the Virgin Mary comes through <laughs> and kills you.
0: No. <laughs> um, so... sorry (laughs) it's so silly one of the things that we noticed is that the teen here has what is now known as the Karen haircut but when I was a kid that like short bang spiky back that was the ideal haircut that was cool okay it's neat alright you act like it's not cool and it was cool
1: I didn't think it was cool but
0: how did you because women shouldn't have short hair
1: no, I just think it looks goofy. The Why? weird spiky hair in the back. Yeah. It's so odd.
0: I have spiky hair in the back right now? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did cut my hair really short when uh we got when COVID happened and I lost my mind and started dyeing my hair pink and cutting it short. Yeah. No, I mean I think it looked pretty cool. Sure. Yeah, but now I sell insurance. So I'm growing it out to mo- look to like be a, a demure, proper lady. To look like a proper I'm a wife and a mother now, John. <laughs> I am your wife.
1: Yeah, a proper lady. Now. I'm
0: a proper lady.
1: Turn you into a respectable woman one day, right?
0: <laughs> well, now that I'm married, I have a lot of opinions about young people, uh, which is really funny because I had, like, no opinions about children really before I got four of them, all full grown almost. And now I have lots of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> all right so bloody mary has shown up uh which we saw her in the mirror very spookily
1: yeah i didn't see her face or anything no it
0: was
1: head down like she's sad
0: creepy and then there's a big pile of blood the teen that came home with the cool hair went up to see daddy Yep. and he's got a big old pile of blood but he was going into the bathroom to take some pills oh <gasps> dun 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 and so maybe now it
1: was his own fault maybe it wasn't mary
0: and it is incredibly dark the screen
1: Yeah, everything is so dark. And
0: And we have a fancy TV. And this TV, actually, we have the color on high saturation. So it's so dark. Sam is in blue light right now, also at night, looking very happy. Maybe dreaming of Jess.
1: birthday today, right? Today? Yeah.
0: How do you know that?
1: Because I saw it on... Oh, (laughs) uh,
0: Jared Padalecki's birthday is today. Yes. Yes, I didn't (laughs) mean... It's like how did you know Sam's birthday? I don't know Sam's birthday. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Jared Padalecki. We not, love you.
1: Not Sam Winchester. Do they give them birthdays?
0: Ah, oh, man, this I was I'm supposed to be the expert here and yeah. you make me seem like a big old buffoon. Sorry. I'm not sure about that, but let's keep going. Okay. Let's talk about Loki, who's right here, and he's purring, so you're going to hear my little boy. Um, So, we have seen the corpse. Yep. He ain't got no eyes!
1: Nope, he just had a stroke, and that's what happens. Your eyes get scratched out when you have a stroke.
0: Yep, they uh, bribed the coroner, who we tried to look up because he looked familiar to both of us, but John's thinking he might remember him from watching Supernatural, (laughs) but half half asleep in a daze um so they've gone to the funeral now and they're questioning the death the 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 kids that are left right the older sister and at one point uh the they say like oh it doesn't look like a stroke and the girl that said bloody mary just turns around from nowhere and says that's because it wasn't a stroke i did it yep and why because she said bm three times in the mirror and then she didn't Dean say BM. And it's my all time favorite thing that Dean does. He's like, What no? This wouldn't be your fault. And anyway, Bloody Mary, you have to say it yourself. Your dad didn't say it, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so they've also been found out by the Lippy Blonde, uh, who is the friend that forced the poor girl to go up there and say it in the first place. They've been found out that uh, you know, they're not supposed to be up there. In the bedroom, in the bathroom, looking up, looking into what happened. And yeah. the lippy blonde found out. And, but they're like, no, no, we're trying to find out who did it. We're trying to find out what happened to him.
1: Wow. So Another they stroke. they don't want it to happen to anybody else.
0: They don't want to happen to anybody else. Do you think nothing, it's not going to happen to anybody else? Now that you've seen Supernatural? Oh, it's going to happen
1: to somebody else.
0: Oh, yeah. More, more bursted eyeballs. Okay. I've got a list here i'm excited to share and i figure as we pause i'm going to go over a couple of these supernatural 10 things even die-hard fans don't know about sam winchester i was looking up his birthday which is in this list and so i haven't looked at the list yet but i'm very excited
1: are you gonna know these things
0: well i certainly knew that he was named after his grandfather sam because dean's named after his grandmother dean diana okay that was silly okay that was number 10 His first kiss was with a Kitsune. Ooh, I did know that. That's Amy the Kitsune. Got a lot of other stuff with that. We'll get into that later on. Um, He is immune. Okay, this is the spoiler, so we're not going to look at that. He shares his birthday with someone. Dean's birthday is January 24th, uh, which is also Eric Kipke's wife, Diana's birthday. Holy crap. Eric Kipke named Dean after his wife. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know that. That is something I didn't know. Sam's birthday is May 2nd, 1983. Uh, and someone else special to the show has the same birthday. Eric Kripke's son was born on May 2nd, 2007, two years after he gave Sam that birthday.
1: That is uh, quite it's the spooky. coincidence.
0: Spooky! Okay, let's keep going. We've had another death, and we've had some research. Yes. Death and research, baby.
1: Yeah, that's the point of Supernatural. The
0: family business. So, (laughs) Jill, the friend that decided to say BM three times fast. You can say Bloody Mary. I'm not going to do it because if I say it three times in a row, we've got like four mirrors in this room.
1: You have to say it in the bathroom mirror three times in a row. You can't say it in between.
0: But they said it. She said it three times in a row in the car and she went home and she ended up dead.
1: Uh. You can say words in between, then it doesn't count.
0: Words in between. No, I... I'm... <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. Don't you think so? Uh, if you say so. Oh, wow. Okay. So, in any case, though, they figured out that uh, the thing the victims have in common is that they are responsible for the deaths of others. So, Jill had killed a little boy, and they in found this... In a hit and run. In a hit and run.
1: Not just killing little boys.
0: I mean... We don't know if it was a habit, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the father, so we know because, uh, Bloody Mary writes the names and spirit, excuse me,
1: spirit juice. I think it was burped.
0: She writes the names and spirit goo ectoplasm, perhaps on the back of the mirrors and they rip off the backing and, and it's on the actual mirror plate itself. Um, and so the father's was the name of the mom. And the mom, quote, OD'd on super super pills. The mom, quote. Super pills? On super duper pills. She OD'd on sleeping pills. uh, And perhaps she's like, but my father would never hurt my mother. Or did she? Apparently he did. Or did she? (laughs) Did she And now guess what? There's more research, and it's Dean doing the research. I don't know if you could tell by the purse lips.
1: I couldn't, but I'll take your word for it.
0: It's Dean doing the research, and let's keep going. Oh, my God. I know this chick's dad just died, but what a bitch. Yep. So the girl who's dead, and you've been saying it the whole time, she does have the Karen haircut, and she's acting like a huge bitch for no reason.
1: Yeah, people are just trying to help her, and she's just... Like, in.
0: I don't care! So basically, the blonde that's been trying to figure out what's going on goes to her friend to say what she thinks is happening, and she's like, You're ridiculous! This is ridiculous! Don't bring these guys in my house! Blah, 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 blah! BM, BM, BM! She says it into the mirror! Would
1: that be a tray? BN? Oh, boy.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. you're. If I could marry you again, I would. <laughs> Um, so, yes, that was, that was
1: some prime dad jokes.
0: That was very good. You've had some experience in the dadding. I really, I really find that attractive in you. I like it. Mm-hmm. But, yes, you had a Trabian. Um, there's a cool fashion thing going on with uh, the girl we're looking at right now. She's got her low-slung jeans, leather belt with big buckle. That was a big thing when I was in uh, college. And the, they're low-slung, they're tight, and then they flare out at the bottoms. Yeah they're they were like,
1: called flares.
0: Yeah, flare jeans, man. That was I the that, that was the look. And then skinny jeans became everything and everyone looks like popsicles. <laughs> Not that I don't I don't really wear jeans anymore anyway. I used to only wear I used to like flare jeans. Um all right. Uh, so the blonde chick is pretty spooked out seeing people in mirrors. Let's go. Ooh, John. What? Well, the little blonde girl, Donna, I think Donna, whatever her name is, turns out she's not so innocent.
1: Well, kind of.
0: She is. Uh, So she had a boyfriend that she really loved, but he was a bit of a, you know, jerk.
1: Yeah.
0: And she broke up with him and he said, if you leave this room, then I'm going to kill myself. And she's like, I'll go ahead. And she leaves. And then he did.
1: Yeah. Yeah that her fault? It's unfortunate but not her fault.
0: It's unfortunate but not her fault, and that's a sad way that abusers try to keep control over people. Yeah. Is like that I'm going to kill myself if you leave. It's a really sad thing that people do to others in order to control them.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. She, she can't be at fault for that.
0: Yeah, it's not like it's not like that girl that sent her boyfriend like hundreds of messages telling him to kill himself, do it, do it, do it kind of thing. That no. got arrested, or like someone's mom did that, I think, on like a like at a Tinder thing or something like that. But anyway, so um, it's not in that case at all. But she blames herself, and that's what Mary, the ghost, is catching in on. It's like tuning in on the feeling. So we found out through research who it is. Mary is someone that was killed by her lover because she was going to expose the affair, and the doctor lover gouged out her eyes and so cut them
1: out with precision
0: with precision and as she was dying she started to write she has her handprint on the mirror and starts to write his name and it's the same handwriting same handprint as the ones that the ghostly handprints and stuff on the mirrors um that write the name of the other killer so she's a vengeful killer but ghosts don't really see the difference all the time
1: and her alignment on her letters is pretty good for a girl with no eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean, she can also see people.
1: I mean, originally, not oh, the supernatural yeah. version of when she was dying and writing on a mirror.
0: Yeah, That's with no good. eyes. You
1: think it would, because you can't see it, and in a lot of pain, you think it wouldn't. Yeah, well, she, well, she
0: got so into good. the TRE. It's not the best penmanship.
1: That's better than mine.
0: I think you could, with your eyes closed, write something that looks like a name.
1: Maybe, but I think the alignment would be off. It wouldn't look...
0: Well, as the alignment was going down. Yeah, but it was As if so. she was... Okay. But I digress. Interesting. Well, we'll we, the only way to find out is to get a spoon.
1: To get a spoon? Gouge out your eyes. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I just
0: don't think it would be that hard to gouge out somebody's eyes. You don't need, a sur- like, surgical tools. You need a spoon. That's but gross. if you had a surgical tool, it would be a lot easier. That's gross. It is very Gross. But Snark vs. Corner, wrong podcast.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't bring that up.
0: No? Okay. Uh, I looked at the rest of the list on uh, that I was reading to you, the 10 things you didn't know about Sam Winchester, and yeah. it's all stuff like, he went to Stanford. It's like, are you kidding me? That's like the basic stuff about it. But I think it's for people that are on season 15 and might not remember the yeah. earlier seasons. <laughs> you might as well say, like, he has a brother. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I th- I don't know if we brought up that Sam's from dreaming of Jessica.
1: Yes, yes. Perhaps
0: as if he's blaming himself?
1: Oh, but he told Dean he was dreaming of popsicles and lollipops.
0: He seemed very honest.
1: Oh, yeah. I I, both tended to believe him.
0: They don't seem like they would lie to themselves or (laughs) others. Nope. Definitely not the main point of this show. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Sammy's keeping a secret. Yep. Oh! We're still, or what, just watching the end of the episode and Sam is seeing his dead girlfriend just on the side of the road wearing a white gown. But she's not really there and he's not really seeing her because Sam's not been sleeping well.
1: you think that was the cause of him hallucinating her?
0: I don't know. He's definitely been dreaming of uh, Je- Jess's death, but important thing is he dreamed of her death for weeks before her death.
1: Yeah, that was just revealed here.
0: Yes, it was revealed. Dean doesn't know. It's still a secret from Dean. But that's the big secret. And we found that out because Sam said the three BMs right in front of the big mirror. You don't like saying BMs? No. No. Um, BMBM. I'm not going to say the third one. But anyway, he said... What th- Wouldn't say the initials three He days. said the Trabians... Uh, in front of the mirror, and then Dean came and smashed the mirror, and she comes out all like the grudge. Not the like grudge, the like the ring. Kind of like the grudge, too. It's like the creepy yeah. stop-motion, washed-out body kind of thing, and she's going to kill Dean and Sam until Dean is clever enough to show a mirror to her herself, yep. to her own actions. And
1: how the turntables.
0: And how the turntables, John B. <laughs> so she's turned... So she basically kills herself, and then Dean crashes the mirror that he used to kill her. She turns herself into a puddle. So basically, you can get rid of a ghost by traumatizing the ghost. Uh, Apparently. So you salt and burn the bones. Yeah. Is one. There's, like, the idea that maybe they can be... um, They can have a resolution... You know, and so maybe, you know, they get to, like, have a nice thing happen.
1: Have finished their business. And finish be their business.
0: That doesn't happen too often. But what definitely happens is uh, they get killed by hunters through other means, including uh, getting melted or being super traumatized in this yeah. way. So by using the ghost zone logic against her, she realizes she's been going around killing, like, a bunch of people.
1: Yeah.
0: She's done the thing, but she's coming from a position of she was murdered and... And this is the first time I ever really thought about how she was having an affair with a married man and he murdered her. But she was still, like, a really young woman. Yeah. And he gouged her eyes out.
1: But then she felt morally superior in death and thought she could kill other people.
0: As if becoming a ghost makes you a little bit out of your mind, perhaps. It's
1: possible.
0: Perhaps. What do you think about this episode?
1: It was pretty good. I mean kind of a simple idea of the whole bloody mary thing but
0: yeah well we had the monster of the week we got our traditional sam and dean hiding things from each other sam's having weird dreams we had girls for dean to almost flirt with except the one that was oh they, they think they're either in, in college i think that they're like in high school or something so they weren't really flirting we had another few more renditions of sam's actually not like he plays on the nice guy front but dean's definitely more actually nice and caring yes he's a jerk to people but when he actually cares about people when he cares he really cares sam's caring is all like just make sure that you don't blame yourself that kind of nonsense but yeah yeah dean's like it's not your fault
1: yeah (laughs) yeah Dean's really nice and Sam's superficial nice.
0: Yeah, and I'm really... You know what? There's Dean girls and there are Sam girls. And amongst my dear friends that are Supernatural fans, there is a divide. There's also Castiel girls.
1: Dean is the the morally superior character.
0: That's really interesting. Why do you think so?
1: Because he is actually good. Mm. Or Sam's selfish because he was dreaming about his girlfriend's death. Did not care because... He was getting some and just let her die.
0: Well, I think that
1: that. Dean saves everybody.
0: I don't think it's that he didn't care is that he ignored it because it's still coming from the realm of selfishness. Right. But he was ignoring all things supernatural. Right. He wanted to be a lawyer. He left the family. He has the girlfriend. He wants to be normal. So when he has these abnormal prophetic dreams of her death that are supernatural, he chooses to ignore them.
1: But when he went to his grave, or went to her grave... In his dream. He acknowledged that uh, he knew it was bad, and he knew it was going to happen, and he should have just said something. Yep. So.
0: Yep. Well, and he he should have told her the truth about his past life.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But he didn't want to, because he wanted everything to be normal, as if you could ignore the bad things. I think the dog is... Just so you know, guys, the dog is crying, just because she's crying. This is not... (laughs) She just wanted us to know that she's trying to take a nap and we're loud.
1: She's a hound. She cries about everything.
0: Everything. She cries when you pet her. She cries when you don't pet her. Yeah. She cries when she sleeps. It's kinda adorable. I took her on a walk today, this morning before I left, and she was pretty happy about that. I already took her dang it. Uh. Well no, it's too late now. She knows we don't go out (laughs) this late. But (laughs) but this (laughs) This is her sleeping like <sighs> she's like a girlfriend that's really mad at you, but won't tell you what she's mad about.
1: Yeah, and
0: or you're what? just
1: playing video games, and she wants to get your attention, and yeah. she does that.
0: Oh, if only, if only um. he'd pay attention to me. <laughs> I don't do that to you. No, I tell you to go play video games. I'm like, I'm gonna go listen to my podcast. You play video games right here next <laughs> to me, and I'll cuddle you. That's kind of our mo. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably what we're gonna do tonight, right after this.
1: Okay. Well, but, All right. But Dean is the superior character
0: Okay, so sorry, I got totally distracted by Cuddles. Um, so and the dog. Uh, you know, it's a really interesting thing that we're had to continue on with, right? And this is again why when I first saw this, I thought we were supposed to like Sam the best, but I was just like I don't like this guy. Um, and you get to see this that Dean is he's got a job and he does fun things, you know, and he hooks up with the girls and lies to women and stuff like that. But he is a very focused person in what his job is, you know, saving mm-hmm. people, hunting things, the family business. And Sam has been pushing that away his whole life. Yeah, he just doesn't want to. He does. He doesn't want to uh, to follow along with that, which is sad, I guess, in a way, because he's not. He's so busy running away from himself. He can never truly be himself. Because denial is also another way, if we want to go back to philosophy, philosophy corner, there's something called bad faith. And it's not just like a bad faith negotiation. And law is when you agree to do something, but you don't really mean it. But a bad faith in the existentialist context is when you tell a lie to yourself. So it's like when you tell yourself, I'm just a student. I'm a college student. This is who I am. You're acting as if that's your essence, that that's all you are. But for Sartre and for other existentialists, who you are always exceeds any one thing about you. Right? And so bad faith in the terms of Sam, like he's trying to pretend that he's normal when he's not. Like he was raised like a hunter and he's got some kind of weird supernatural voodoo thing going on because he dreams of the future. which we've just found out about that he was dreaming about her death so by denying himself and being in bad faith he causes a lot of problems for himself and he hurts himself and others a lot that said that's not to say that dean is not also in bad faith because dean puts on the role of being a hunter and his father's son so holy that that also is a bad psychological thing so they're kind of doing the same bad psychological thing to themselves but in different ends of the spectrum like sam saying that he's only a student and dean's like only a hunter and that's who he is right when in fact both of them are much more than any one thing about themselves
1: dean's a lover too
0: (laughs) well honey on that note yeah should we do our sign off How can we remember? Husband
1: picks the music.
0: And wife shuts her cake hole and also does research (laughs) and stuff. Goodbye! (laughs) Hi there, Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode, to contact us. Please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials up to and ID at just about everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and that's up to and ID, and that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stefan Cartenberg, K- Stephen copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution share alike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.